Welcome back to From the Press Box, the Holland Sentinel Sports Staff's weekly podcast where we talk anything and everything sports. I'm sports editor Dan Diodana, along with Bo Troutman. I said lovely assistant last time. We'll just say assistant this time. Just the assistant now. Just the assistant now. Uh, it has nothing to do with his current attire. Uh, we're just mixing it up a little bit. So uh, we got a lot of things to talk about. Last week we had a full slate of high school football games and we got some big games coming up this week we also have some other sports to talk about um, other football things to talk about with uh um hope and grand valley and michigan michigan state and kirk cousins lions had a bye week so we'll actually take a break from talking about them this week and then we've got a few other uh sports to talk about uh, before we get to our week seven picks where we will find out how bo will fall further behind and if i can catch mitch the uh for you pod, uh, podcast listeners, Mitch the Myth, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, one of our news writers, is uh, still ahead of me. So um, let's get right to last week's high school football. Uh, lots of interesting things happened last week. Um, I mean, I'm going to start with my game just because it was so oddly interesting. Not oddly interesting, just interesting. Hamilton versus Holland Christian. Uh, both defenses played out of sight against each other and they are both teams that have been more known for their offensive power (laughs) and have you know at times you know struggled defensively this year but man they were both on point i mean holland christian won uh 20 to 6 and it was all uh the touchdowns were all like two of them were after they got turnovers within the 30 yard line so it's like basically it was just a defensive battle and each team really struck once on a full on a full drive but uh it was enough for holland christian to get the win and remain in the playoff hunt um but i was really impressed with both defenses but especially holland christian's defense because they they allowed 99 total yards in the game and just anytime you thought hamilton might get moving they were just stopped and that's uh something that Holland Christian teams historically have not always had. They've had good defenses some years, but they've also, you know, gone and played games where they had such a high-powered offense that they were winning 48 to 45 all the time, you know, and stuff like that. So it was really good to see uh, both teams have really good uh, defenses and have a defensive battle because that's sometimes lost in today's football not just even in high school with all the spread offense and everything like that i mean in alabama think about like alabama's a lot of alabama's games i mean like some of their semifinal wins are like 40 something to 30 something and they're but even if they're clearly in the you know they're clearly in control of the game it's you know sometimes in college football i'm like can you really be the number one team if you give up 40 points each week you know uh not that they do every week obviously but like there are times when i just in college football where that i'm really like this is a playoff team and the game the games are 48 to 41 Mm -hmm. you know like really like right i call me old school but i love a good you know 20 to 14 game you know or something like that where the defenses actually make some big plays um but this defenses did make big plays in this game so that was pretty refreshing to see um yeah we had some other uh, other games uh zealand east against holland is that the game were you at that game yep that was a not quite as interesting of a game uh no it was uh the chicks uh pretty much got the job done Uh, i'll tell you what ethan hotailing and that offense uh, they're pretty good i mean 
Uh, the Dutch obviously having kind of a rough year, but you know they had their opportunities. You know they had uh, I think it was four trips in the red zone um, in the first half that you know Zeeland East and a credit to their defense, but the Dutch just couldn't convert in the end zone and stuff. And it's like the, the sign of their season, right? I mean, exactly, that's just exactly yeah. what's happened. I mean, I have it pulled up right here. I mean, Andrews Rasmussen threw for like I believe it was like two hundred and eighty nine yards or something like that. And I mean, you know they can move the ball, but. When it comes to just kind of, you know, the red zone offense, I think they, they kind of lack, like, an identity there. It's like, who's the go-to guy, you know, inside sure. the 15-yard line? You know, I don't think they – you know, because when you try to just keep passing and passing and passing, it gets kind of hard, you know, those tight, you know, tight throws and stuff like that. So, yeah. I think they're they're good. It's just – I don't know. It's just a weird year for the Dutch, I think. Right, and then it doesn't help being in the green. Uh, True. That's, yeah, that's part of it. That's not going to help. So, um, yeah, and – Zealand West beat Unity um, on a big defensive stop at the end. Another battle of good defenses. Those teams always have closer games. It's so funny because sometimes we have some of our local teams in the green beat Unity worse than Zealand West does, even when Zealand West may be the best team around. And it's because Unity and Zealand West run the exact same thing. So they know each other. They know what's happening. And it's it always ends up being a little bit more of a defensive battle. But uh, uh, the Ducks got it done. Got it done with a defensive stop, which is good for them moving forward. Um, they bounced back after that loss to Byron Center the week before. And uh, their one went away from making the playoffs, uh, which we all fully expect that they will do at some point. Um and then uh, West Ottawa had a crazy game last week too. Yeah. They beat or they lost to Wyoming fifty-seven fifty-one in overtime. Jeez, man! The one game I really thought the pan that was the Panthers to lose. I really, I mean, I don't like saying it, but I don't know if they're going to win a game. Yeah, I really like we had the the rumblings had started about that with their start and everything like that. But I really thought the last couple of weeks they might get two wins mm-hmm. and it just they, it just did not turn out that way and this one's got to be heartbreaking i mean they had their quarterback zimmer he had like four or five touchdown passes defensively he scored on a pick six and he rushed for a touchdown and that's in a loss yeah. like it's just so yeah. it's just so crazy um they're very similar to holland in that way that they're like they're good but their record doesn't like speak to that it's right. weird yeah yeah both those teams yeah that's you know that's what happens when you when you can't win your non-conference games and then you go into a really tough conference. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Uh, Fenville won uh, over Galesburg Augusta, big win yeah. for them. Uh, they stay in the playoff hunt as well right now. Saugatuck lost to Buchanan. We did not expect that. Didn't expect that one. Um, yeah. So I'm not really sure what you know what happened there, but they you know they've shown so many flashes of brilliance this year, but then so many signs of fatigue with the numbers that they've got and some of those those other issues it's just been a really like it's been a, almost like a bipolar season for them and it's yeah. uh it's really too bad because they got a lot of talented kids on there um but hopefully they can turn around and still uh still make the playoffs so yeah when i when i did the season preview on them it sounds like they have numbers um coming up but it's just where this year is just kind of like a fluky year so i don't think it's a long-term problem gotcha gotcha all right, and uh, so that wraps up the, the last week in uh, in high school football. We should take a minute to quickly discuss that the they passed the OK conference passed the conference realignment uh, starting next year, so that's going to change a little bit. Um, Holland, Zealand East, and Zealand West will still be together, and uh, Holland Christian and Hamilton will still be together, and West Ottawa will still be in the red. Uh, so it adds another conference for us to keep an eye out on. 
Um, it'll be kind of interesting. Holland Christian and Hamilton. They'll have like Coopersville and Fruitport and teams like that. That'll it'll be in Spring Lake, I think, too. A little bit different. Um, yeah. And then the Zealand schools and Holland will have all the Muskegon schools and then Grand Rapids Union. So um, it'll change for a lot of things. Um, more conference races, more conference title races, more chances for conference championships. The realignment was obviously picked on just about uh, it, it, it was about geo, uh, geographical state but really more about enrollment numbers and it, that showed and that's why the the, the switch is there. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that affects some of the smaller sports uh, because I know like swimming all those teams don't have swimming um, in some of these conferences so there might be some combined conferences. Uh, we've seen that a little bit in golf like uh, Calvin Christian has golf and they're in the green the, even though they're not in the green because uh, the rest of their division doesn't have any golf so um just you know there'll be more makeshifts like that um with some of those sports but uh uh it's better than it was the first proposal had holland christian in that group but then hamilton in a different group uh so then there would have been four okay conferences plus saugatuck and fenville's sack to to keep track of uh, just selfishly from our part that's way too many yeah. <laughs> uh, to keep track it's of what happens if what happens if five teams are aiming for a conference title and something at the same night what do you do you know yeah. like uh, it's not really fair uh, coverage wise so I'm this this helps that out quite a bit that at least those are together the Holland Christian Hamilton rivalry isn't going anywhere um, and I'm sure Holland and Holland Christian will keep their rivalry and a lot of things going with non-conference stuff um, and East and West are together so that's uh, those are kind of the important things but there will be more travel for athletes, fans, coaches, administrators, reporters, you name it. Um, there will be a lot more travel now just because there are, uh, the teams are now spread apart. I mean, we, were, we really had it made in this current OK Green with Holland, Holland Christian, Hamilton, Zealand East, Zealand West, Unity Christian, Byron Center. Byron Center is the furthest drive. Yeah. It's not very far at all. Not at all. And that's, you know, that was awesome. Um, but uh, all great things come to an end. Um, it, it'll be sad to see some of those other rivals. Like Byron Center is not in any of those conferences. Mm-hmm. They they're the ones that move the most. Um, but it'll be like some of those just natural uh, geographical uh, opponents. You know, like Zealand West and Holland Christian, or Unity Christian and Holland, and you know they all had, they all had a little bit of a in different sports. They had a little bit of a a nice uh, nice nugget. I mean, the Unity Christian and Holland Christian have had a soccer rivalry for so long and then holland and holland christian have had a soccer rivalry for so long but the last few years holland has been good enough that they also have a rivalry with unity which has been really cool to see a different branch out of that and now it's that's going to be all kind of different so um but yeah we'll see what happens when when we get a little bit closer to that we'll discuss how that can impact specific sports obviously um so uh, the Hope football team also let's talk about them oh my last gosh. year yeah. uh, everyone you know this is they're playing on number four, 24 Trine the MIAA hasn't had too many ranked teams over the years but Trine has been the last couple years but before that they haven't had one in a long time Trine's been fantastic Hope went down to Trine and won 51 to 0 um, <laughs> yeah I don't I never saw that coming um, I'm not necessarily surprised that Hope won but 51-0, come on. You can't ever expect anything like that. No, it was crazy. Uh, I mean, and trying. The, one of the biggest things that's made them so dominant the past decade is their defense. 
think you have 51 points to hope. Yeah. What, what do you got to say about that, Mr. Beat Writer? Well, now I'm kind of curious if Hope uh, you know, would be ranked now. I mean, if that's not good enough, you know, to beat the number 24 team 51 to nothing in their own house, I mean, that's pretty awesome. For the Hope football team, you know, you lose to Milliken week one, kind of tough game. I bet if they beat Milliken, they would be ranked Oh, they this week. definitely, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, that's just a tough game, another road game. They, they kind of had some missed opportunities there, but they really kind of righted the ship. And now with this, you know... I mean, who knows what's in store now for the Hope football team? It's, it's really, really cool to see. It's gonna be really interesting to see how they kind of you know carry that on. Are they gonna beat other teams fifty-one to nothing? Was, right, was and this now, just a fluke. And or, this week you know? they're playing Albion, which is their football version of Hope Calvin because Calvin doesn't yeah. have football. So it'll be interesting to see how they keep that going, or if you know if they can avoid kind of having like a hangover type game, you right. know, because that's it's that awful high high to come down from. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, you know, we've seen that with other teams in the past, you know, in, at every level. You know, when you have a win like that, sometimes if you don't, if that low comes, you don't, you know, you don't, you can't get that energy up and then you have an off, a flat game, you know, right. and which can be really dangerous. So we'll see how they respond. But it, yeah. yeah, amazing to see. Um, yeah. And that to me is a good sign. You know, we've talked about this before um, on this podcast that there's a big difference between being really good in the MIAA and being really good nationally and the the winner of the i mean trine has been the first team in a while that's actually i think won a playoff game um and you know we've had miaa winners for years you know go undefeated in the miaa win the conference and their reward is to play wisconsin whitewater or mount union in the first round and they lose 56 to 3 and then but you know Sturzman wanted to bring that level of up and the rest of the miaa is also doing that where trine has helped really lead this this rise of the MIAA, it's a slow rise. We're not quite, you know, we got to be, you know, seeing them win some playoff games first. But, but it's the, the it's there. And a win like this, even though it wasn't it was an MIAA game against a ranked opponent, though that becomes a different level of a victory for Hope. So very yeah. good to see. Uh, let's shift to Grand Valley. They had the opposite happen. They uh, were playing uh, Ashland, which is a team that they've had some really good battles with the last few years uh and i guess uh lost at the last second bo you want to tell us what happened there to your lakers uh yeah so they were um leading it looks like if like my phone will work here uh it looks like they had a lead they kind of called a timeout and we, we had a stringer there but um and yeah and the, the last play of the game it was, it was a 52 yard pass to win it uh in the end zone uh by ashland which is Really awful <laughs> right. if you're a Laker fan. Right. Um, they did their Aaron Rodgers impression, apparently. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget where I was for that play. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, just a tough, tough go for them. You know, they're kind of, since I, even like when I was there, they were always like mixed, I felt like. They were either really good or just like weird almost. Like, yeah. weirdly the, off. Yeah, weirdly, yeah, weirdly yeah. off. Cause, you know, they, you know, they come out and they, you know, look really good and make all these highlight plays. And then, they beat Ferris State, but then the postseason they lose to Ferris State, or you know they're just kind of like they're not the Grand Valley of old, where you know. No, they just blew and I always feel out. like there's a game like this. That's I mean, Ferris game aside, that doesn't I mean count the same because of what a rivalry that right. is. But there's always one game where that you just find it they're just off and it costs them lately, yeah. um, once per year. And uh, I mean, and a lot of programs would kill for that kind of a. Oh man, they're complaining about one off game. You know what I mean? Like, but that's—I mean—that's the, the reputation that Grand Valley has started and or has had for you know almost twenty years now. 
they they expect to be a final four caliber team every year and oh, don't get me wrong they still could get there this is one blemish but you know those are the kind of things uh, that will absolutely need to be figured out and then how do they respond you know does their low you know are they able to flip the switch from that or does this carry over into the next game and then really have an effect on their season yeah and so. that was this is their first loss of the season too you know it's like they're rolling four and zero, and then you know Hail Mary happens. Now you have a loss. It's like, yeah, how do you respond to something like that? And to lose in that manner too. I mean, it's like it's almost not not even like a loss because you have the game won. You're thinking we got it, we right. got it, and this crazy play happens. Right. I mean, I mean to relate it to some to some a play a very famous college football play, and this will date me a little bit. So the Cordell Stewart oh, Colorado yeah. play in the Big House in like '94 uh, was the same way. I mean, here's I mean. Michigan played great defense that whole game. They had that game. Cordell Stewart throws it. It bounces off a defender uh, to Michael Westbrook. Ty Law just barely missed knocking it down. And then all of a sudden Colorado wins. And this is a team that's got a Michigan team that had uh, Todd Collins was the quarterback. He was an NFL quarterback for a while. Tyrone Wheatley was one of the best rushers in Big Ten history. Um, they had Ty Law, who just made the Hall of Fame last year as a defensive back, and they had like six first-round picks. They were coming off a Rose Bowl year. This looked huge. I think they lost four games that year, and that was yeah. the first one. And I yeah. think that it was like so. It was one of those really stunning years where you expected. Uh, I mean, growing up, my you know, growing up, I was a Michigan fan. My family went to Michigan. Um, I could mostly care less now, <laughs> yeah. um, but like. It was expected that this was, I mean, like kind of like Grand Valley has the expectations of being, you know, a deep playoff team. Michigan in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, and actually all the way through the 90s, the expectation was national championship caliber or Rose Bowl. Like the ex- expectation, now the Bowls are different now, but the expectation was they're going to get to the Rose Bowl. And it happened almost half the time during that stretch. Um, not so much now. And now the Rose Bowl has changed a little bit, but you know, but those expectations are still there from Michigan, but they just haven't been executing on them, you know. Yeah. Um, but the, that, but that, my point was, sorry, as my as I get off on my tangent here, the point was that loss to Colorado for a team that was poised for that derailed them, and that was a really tough thing. Yeah. You know, that was a really tough thing for them to recover from, and that could be the case for Grand Valley too you, we just don't know we'll see how the rest of the season plays off yeah. but those kind of things that are so unexpected and flip the emotion and everything that fast are really hard to recover from yeah all right speaking of recovering from things a uh, couple bad offensive games from Kirk Cousins and the Vikings and man what did they look good on Sunday yeah man did they look good we had grumblings of receivers upset about how the offense is going and everything like that and boy they just delivered they looked so sharp cousins looked sharp the receivers were good the running game balanced it very well and uh and they they took care of the giants right the giants yeah uh really pretty easily so um this is a huge game for cousins moving forward because this I mean, this is the first time since he's been in Minnesota there's really been grumblings from the office. Now, the the grumblings weren't necessarily all at Cousins specifically or about Cousins specifically, but about the play calling and then how the offense was working, everything like that. This shut everybody up. 
uh, insiders, outsiders, everybody, because they it, they were so on point uh, that this is huge moving forward. And if they can keep that momentum going, it will be it will be really big for them. Yeah. And they've only lost, to, you know, they got a loss, a close loss to the Bills. That's kind of a bit, or no, that was preseason. Never mind. So, yeah, they, <laughs> Packers, the Packers, Bears. Yeah. I mean, two division foes. Right, which is what they need yeah. to fix. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing, I think, is, you know, and, the, you know, the Bears, what a weird week for them, uh, losing to my Raiders in London. Uh, didn't see that one coming. No. But uh, that's a really weird division. You know, the Packers will lose games like that. You know the Bears lost one last week. Yeah, they beat they yeah. beat each other up. It's yeah. like the Big Ten. We it's the Midwest. We love that. that's why it's so yeah. great. And then it's I, great I mean, yeah. I mean, how many times have we heard in even relating it to basketball that the Big Ten's overrated? They have you know seven teams in the big dance, and they're not going to do anything. And then they have two teams in the Final Four. Exactly. You know, like it because yeah. it doesn't matter how dominant they are. One team dominant over the other in the Big Ten. The tradition is they beat up on each other and the survivor wins. And that yeah. is awesome. And that's what's going to happen in this division because they're all going to beat up on each other. No one's going through that unblemished. So, um, But this is big for Cousins moving forward. Um, all right, let's uh, talk about – we were talking about Michigan a little bit there. Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, Michigan. Let, let's start with – I mean, Michigan beat Iowa. That was an important game. For them, I mean, last week's win over Rutgers didn't really count. <laughs> I mean, of course it counts. I mean, but you know yeah. what I mean. Like, but yeah. bouncing back from a loss, boy, were they lucky to face Rutgers in that yeah. next game because that you you know you're going to get some confidence back. And then they won went fifty two zip. Um, but beating Iowa, that's a big big win for them moving forward. Um, and that they we'll see if this is you know kind of helped right their ship. Winning, beating Rutgers is not riding their ship. That's beating Rutgers. This could kind of get things going now. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. But they, you know, they look like they have. They could have looked better, but they were did enough to win. And uh, that's kind of how Michigan has been, uh, you know, for most games, uh, especially against bigger opponents. Unless you know that's Wisconsin, and they didn't look so good. But uh, yeah. we'll see if that keeps on going. So. Right. Uh, yeah, and Iowa looked terrible. Yeah, I mean, they they were awful. I mean, that Nate Stanley, their quarterback. I mean, just chucking it up. I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't believe how many times he just lobbed it up, you know, down the sideline to just some receiver that wasn't even open. I mean, and there were a couple of plays there where the big house kind of got to him, and you know they failed to snap the ball and stuff. And so credit to the big house, but yeah, I mean it was just a weird, weird game yeah. for Iowa. Yeah. yeah, and they're usually not. I mean. Even if they don't always have the most talented team, they're usually one of the least flustered teams. Right. They only so, had one turnover going into that game, and then they had, like, what, like three or four? I yeah, so. just interesting. So uh, Michigan State did not have such a good game against Ohio State. <sighs> they had a great game, if you're asking me. <laughs> yeah. But what did, what did you – what specifically did Ohio State take away from them? Uh, I would say everything. <laughs> I mean, it was just a way better football team going up against a, a team – I mean – you know, Lewerke looked good in spots, but I mean, Ohio State, and I, I'm saying this totally not even as an Ohio State fan, we really are just really good. And, you know, if you remember last year, I mean, Ohio State was struggling with like Maryland, you know, all these weird, you know, Big Ten games where now they're just putting their foot down. And, um, you know, Michigan State, it's nothing they really did wrong. It's just, you know, they're going to Columbus, Ohio, and they're facing, you know, one of the best teams in the country. You can't really right. fault them for coming right. off a loss. It's, I mean, it's the difference between a top five team and a top 25 team. Right. I mean, it was still kind of close. I mean, you know, we never, Ohio State never really pulled away. 
it was always kind of like, uh, you know, they're down, you know, 14, 21 points. And, you know, then finally kind of toward the end, they were kind of pulled away more. But, um, no, I mean, you can't really be mad if you're a Michigan State fan. I would say they looked better. You know, they were struggling with Indiana. At least they were looking respectable against Ohio State. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, I mean, this will be interesting to see if anybody can knock off Ohio State. Now, this, they play they play Wisconsin this year? Ohio State? Yeah. No, they don't. See, yeah. man, that's – I mean, yeah. maybe they will in the Big Ten Championship Probably game, be but, the Big Ten Championship But that's, yeah. that, that's one of the things that bothers me about the Big Ten in general um, because that happens too often. It always seems to happen when it's like, wait, these two – Oh, you know, they're not playing right. each other. Come on. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens in the Big Ten. But it's, I mean, obviously Ohio State looked really, really good. Yeah. Um, and Wisconsin has looked really good. So they may be on that collision course. So, um, yeah, we got some other sports to talk about. Uh, last night was the Night of Nets, uh, Holland versus Holland Christian Soccer, um, raising money for mosquito nets in Africa, which is always a great cause. It was also the purple game for West Ottawa. Uh, they had that rained out before, so... Um, also raising uh, money for a good cause. It's great to see all these teams really take responsibility for their platform, their community, and and you know do some some good things. Um, they also played some pretty good soccer. West Ottawa won their game. Uh, Holland Christian beat Holland three nothing, but there was uh, it was a lot closer than that. Holland missed a PK early in the game, and um, the two uh, goals two and three for Holland Christian came within a minute as a minute apart from each other as Holland was trying to uh, take more chances because they were behind and the game was getting late. So, um, But it was two great teams going out of that rivalry. There's nothing quite like it. Um, they all know each other from club soccer and everything like that. But um, it's, it's I mean, they're the two teams in town. It's the battle. Of, somebody said that a couple of years ago. It's it's the battle for our town. It's, the, it's, <laughs> our, it's our city. Yeah. So um, that makes it really cool. But Holland Christian finished the year unbeaten. Ranked number one in Division yep. Three, and they start uh, they start districts this week. Uh, it's hard to believe we're already to that point in the it's fall, crazy. where some teams yeah. are in the postseason. Um, uh, looking at some other sport sports, uh, Ploy Wangvelart from Zealand West made the state tournament in golf. Uh, half of our teams are still competing today in their regionals, so we'll see if anyone will join her. Um, Hamilton volleyball has a huge week. They're ranked number two in Division Two. Uh, as of this taping tonight, they face number seven in Division One, Byron Center. Both teams are undefeated in the conference play, and then they and then Hamilton turns around on Thursday and plays Holland Christian again and again in their amazing rivalry. So it's a big week for that for volleyball. Uh, both uh, Hope Calvin and soccer, both men and women play this week uh, as well. We will talk more about that next week. And uh, hey, it's a hockey season all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, Red Wings starting pretty good. Um, is, I'm a little excited, especially with how oh bad the Tigers yeah. were. I feel like my anticipation and excitement for the Red Wings started a little earlier than it usually does. Usually it's like Thanksgiving, right. between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm like, all right, hockey did, now. Did the season start early this year? Because usually it's around like Halloween, like same as like the NBA. Yeah, they started it a little bit earlier this yeah. year. The regular season started a little bit earlier, okay. but it's still like... Yeah. You know, I just find myself. I think that the, I think it really is the Tigers. I mean, yeah. usually I'm like, I'll pay attention to hockey once post the World Series is over, then yeah. we'll get there. Um, but uh, yeah, good to see Mantha. had four goals the other night yeah. uh, in the home opener. Uh, really exciting, uh, really exciting start, especially because the last couple of years have not been super exciting. So 
Uh, maybe this is the start of some big things to come, but uh, we will definitely be talking about them all season yeah. as well. Uh, Pistons don't start for a few weeks now. they got preseason. They're going to be rough this year, I think. Preseason. <laughs> I don't like. I, I guess I kind of don't like all the attention that NBA preseason gets. Um, yeah. Everything, everything you see right now in Sports Center and stuff is Zion, Zion, Zion. Right. You know what? He hasn't yeah. played a real game yet, so let's yeah. see. Um, but uh, yeah, the Red Wings looked looked good. Uh, hopefully, that's the start of big things. Um, I, I hope this is the year of Larkin, Athanasiu, and Mantha because I think those three guys could be really, really good if they put it together. Yeah, it should be exciting. It should be exciting. And then we got the baseball playoffs. The Yankees eliminated the Twins last night. Shocker. They've yeah. won since I think they showed a stat since like 2003 playoffs or the 2006 playoffs. They're 15-2 and two against the Twins. They go head-to-head a lot because the Twins won the Central quite a bit there. 15-2 um, and two, and they've won the last 13 games. Damn. 13 That's games are on the postseason it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah uh so they're they're in the alcs um uh, houston's one went away from joining them um and uh yeah the national league is you know there's there's some things going on there it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out but uh you know dodgers you know they look good um the cardinals brave series has had some interesting moments too so uh we'll see more i mean by the time this airs they'll probably <laughs> been a couple more clinchers yeah. uh but uh very anxious to see how that's going um and also uh don't forget we got uh w wnba finals this week uh we'll see if the washington mystics keep their momentum rolling um in that uh you know there are times when the wnba finals was such a big deal and i know it's not not a big deal but i feel like with uh, a world cup year with women's soccer and some of the other women's sports taking more force. I feel like the WNBA isn't quite as revered, maybe as it used to be, or just I mean, it used to be the sport for for women's sports. I mean, I think I think it's understandable, but kind of sad because uh, yeah. basketball's such a staple. But I I wonder if the women's Final Four is finally caught up, and that's a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how this year shakes out with the NCAA yeah. basketball too. But it's just it's just kind of interesting. It doesn't have the same vibe as it used to, no. which is too bad because there's still some of the greatest athletes in the world. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's more attention and more interest in the soccer and even in women's tennis. Um, and we're even getting into that point in swimming too now, uh, with the new international swimming league and all that kind of stuff. That's got even prize money for men and women, and they're. Obviously, we got Katie Ledecky and stars like that uh, on the female side that are really uh, people are paying attention to. And we obviously got Serena Williams, and you know, women's tennis has been a, a big deal for a long time. So, yeah. um, but it's just it's just kind of interesting. So we'll we'll see who wins that, and uh, you know, we'll see. I'd like to see what the ratings are really uh, to see to see how because maybe I'm just totally off base, and maybe it's uh, getting the same ratings that it always gets. I just I just feel like throughout the playoffs. And even the regular season, it just didn't have the the same. I mean, the regular season, you know, was kind of in the summer when we had the World Cup and some of that stuff too. So it's 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 hard to judge. It's hard yeah. to judge. But uh, um, either way, it's a we'll see who wins the finals and we'll see what happens this week. We got Hope Calvin stuff this week. We've got football and let's get to our week seven picks. Can't forget about those week seven picks. And we're gonna try to go a little bit more rapid fire with these. So because uh, a lot of them are pretty. You know, pretty pretty hands down. Um, let's start with the one that's not hands down. Zealand East at Byron Center. This Oof. is going to be a huge battle. Um, some of these games are early now, by the way. A lot of these games are at 5 o'clock or 5.30. Um, 
Zealand East at Byron Center. Who you got? You know, I made it kind of a thing to not pick against Zealand, but I'm going to break that rule today. I'm um, going with Byron Center. Um, you know, I think Zealand East is good. I think they have some pieces, but uh, just from what I've seen from Byron Center, just in our articles and stuff, um, I, I think I like Byron Center in this one. Yeah. Yeah, I hate to agree with you on this one and pick against the Chicks, but I think the fact, uh, I think Byron Center has proved that with the, the win over, the big defensive win over Zealand West, but also that it's a home game for them. Uh, and that is one of the hardest, that is probably the hardest place to go into play home environment because it's it's the longest trip in the green, which is not that long, but it's a different environment um, in Byron Center. It's hostile. Uh, not that it's not hostile in Zealand, you know, or at Holland Christian too, but there's just something about going all the way to Byron Center um, that you feel like you're going to Iowa or something. Like it just yeah. really. Um, so I'm going to pick Byron Center too, um, which uh, you know doesn't really help me pull away. But you know, it's all it, it is what it is, and that's a good challenge to the chicks. Um, it's you know Byron Center just at home, especially if they're. They're one of the best teams we've seen. Of course, Zealand East is one of the one of the best teams we've seen as well. So this is it's, it's one of the more interesting matchups, to it be is. honest. Um, Holland at East Kentwood. Um, I've got East Kentwood winning pretty easily in that one. Same. Um, yeah. uh, let's see. Fenville uh, is playing Lawton. Lawton six and zero. Oh, I'm thinking. Got to go with Lawton. Lawton there. Um, and uh, West Ottawa is playing Granville. Granville's been real good. Yeah. West Ottawa's struggling. I hate I think, to do it to you, Panthers. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, on paper, that's the pick. Um, Saugatuck, I, I'm going against them. I just, yeah. I, I, don't want to go against them. I just, it's, it just seems to be lined up that. Yeah, but they, who knows? Maybe they could pull a Goebbels again and you know just beat them. But no, nah, I'm gonna yeah. pick against them as well. Um, and then, uh, and then we got some more interesting games. Hamilton at Unity. Who do you like there? Um. That's a tough one, but I'm gonna go with Unity. I mean, I know I know Holland Christian uh, beat them a few weeks ago, and you know I think the Hawkeyes could pull it off, but um, I gotta go gotta go with Crusaders. My gut's saying Unity Christian in this one. Yeah, especially a home game for them as well. Yeah. I feel like I really want to pick Hamilton in this one, but the the lack of offense that they showed last week against Holland Christian against Unity, a team that's gonna uh, you know that's gonna really run the ball pretty well i think that's going to be a little too much for them all right and then holland christian at zealand west uh zealand west um oh, you said that really quick holland christian fans yeah i'm sorry maroons fans but uh you know uh, i'll be at that game this week and uh yeah, you can t- you can give them all the crap exactly. you guys want so yeah so if they so that's your challenge this week prove me wrong I, I like being wrong so yeah he really likes being wrong it happens a lot that's why i'm third so, in the picks right <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm picking the Ducks, too. Uh, I mean, Holland Christian's defense was great. And uh, against Hamilton, playing, they will have to play equally as great against Zealand West. And I don't think any team's defense can play that well the whole game against Zealand West. Um, so I think that uh, it might be closer than people think. But I think that uh, Zealand West has the upper hand there. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, we will be back next week to break all that down. And... Uh, uh, see how far we've tumbled in our picks uh, but uh, yeah lots of things this week lots of big volleyball matchups ranked teams all over the place uh, and and 
rivalries. Uh, Hope Calvin Soccer a couple times this week. Hope Football at home against Albion this week. And then all the high school football games. So, uh, yeah, get on out and watch some sports. And, uh, yeah, uh, have a good and safe week. And we'll be back talking to you next week.